0: Hi, I'm Roxanne and I've been reporting everything Real Housewives and Bravo TV for the past 15 years. And now with my cousin Chantel. Hey, Roxanne. We're breaking down episodes and sharing exclusive content with your favorite and not so favorite Bravo TV stars. Listen to All About TRH wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back and happy Monday. I see Ryan in the background dancing. So, this is going to be a fun show. I just want to let you guys know that we have so many amazing Bravo topics to get into. Some of them are a little bit more, you'll see what I'm talking about. But before we do, I wanted to share something with you. I pinned the link in the live chat and I partnered with this amazing company, because it was something that really meant a lot to me. So this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. But the reason I partnered with them was because throughout this whole YouTube journey, and putting yourself on the internet, and just having the stress of all of the things that are coming out, whether it's topics or trying to keep up, and you really do feel like you're trying to keep up all the time. Sometimes it's affected my sleep, it's affected my different relationships, all of these other things. And i First, I didn't know how I was going to really address these things because I'm pretty introverted when it comes to my own personal life. However, I was able to find a company called BetterHelp who has been completely amazing throughout the process because I don't have time to go sit down with someone. So the way that this works, just like you can see, I pinned the link. It's betterhelp.com slash upandadam. That's U-P-A-N-D. A-D-A-M. You can get 10% off your first month. But what you do is you go on and you fill out this brief questionnaire, right? And they match you with a therapist. The best part about this is when they match you with a therapist, they, if you feel like maybe this isn't the right person for you, you can always switch that. You can switch your therapist. And I think that really, for me, I've been doing this now for two months. I think that this has just helped me a lot. That's the only reason I'm sharing it with all of you. So I'm hoping that you can benefit this or benefit from this as much as I have. And I feel like we can get back to a place where we're thinking more clearly and we can make our brain our friend again and not have the same stresses. So make sure you go check out BetterHelp. And hopefully, if you guys do have a story to share, you'll share it with me. And if not, then that's okay too. But the link is also in the description. With that, let's get into all of the Bravo Hot Topics with Ryan Bailey, because we have lots to discuss. Hello. No
1: one one can do it like we do it. What a song. Wow. I'm still singing that in my head. That's amazing.
0: I I mean, listen, I feel like, you know, it it is true, though. You know, Ryan, don't you feel like, because you've had a big year, you know, a a (laughs) wild year. It's been, you've had a lot going on, like. Yeah. Don't you, like. Sometimes do you wonder how like we're keeping up with everything, especially you, you're not even in your element right now. You're in New York. Yeah, I'm in New York. I'm barely keeping up with
1: any, I mean, I've never really kept up with anything, but even now it's at such a fevered pace, but on the, I mean, I need that right now. I need to stay busy. I don't want to stay alone with my thoughts. And like, listen, I, it's truly, I'm truly blessed in so many ways, but I've never worked this hard in my life, but it's something I truly love to do. I mean, you're the same way. I mean, I'm like, I finally have some sort of purpose in my life talking about all of this craziness and I, I mean I'm so thankful but you're right it's it's just nonstop it is I can't believe we're we we're in another week right now it's like all work for the rest of the week
0: it's yeah and then next week is going to get even crazier which oh my the, god Murray just reminded us happy monday thank you for the super chat Murray yes it's it's going to be a crazy week next week for BravoCon and knowing that we're about to go to BravoCon let me just ask you like what what are you looking forward to the most out of this experience based off of your experience from last year? I just want to get out, get get out of
1: there alive. Uh, but it's going to be insane because last year was insane. I mean, with you and Emily D. Baker, I was just texting with her earlier, and Mary Payne Gilbert from Pink Shade. And I'm just looking forward to hanging out with uh, listeners, hanging out with people that love the same stuff that I do, getting to hang out with creators that I don't just see virtually. I mean, that you know, the Bravo celebrities for me are almost like that's kind of even further down the list. I don't even get as excited as just being around that kind of energy. I always talk about it. It's like, you got to invest in things that are potentially going to fill up your gas tank or, you know, fill up your love tank as Vicky would say for the rest of your year. So I feel like this is an investment in kind of trying to have a little joy in my life and really be excited about this thing that we all love and talk about. So to me, it's just being around everybody. I mean, the Bravo celebrities to me are like, they're further down the list. I'm I'm I actually, I do not want to see Tom Sandoval. I'm worried about bumping
0: into Tom Sandoval, but other than that, I'm so excited. I mean, I feel like too, if there's anybody who should be nervous about going to BravoCon, I'm going to share a little clip with you. And I think it should be um, these two.
1: Hate your podcast, and I said, "Excuse me," and I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Because you guys are always pissing
0: people off. Are you afraid to go to BravoCon? If they can't handle our recaps, how are they handling being housewives? We
1: we lightly brush over some of your faults as I talk to Larsa at Traders. That Teddy really comes after me.
0: Um, I don't feel like I'm going into it with that kind of anxiety. No, I mean, listen, I mean. Good for Freddie.
1: I mean, she's staying busy. She's. I listen. I I was around. We were both around them last year, and it was interesting watching Teddy Mellencamp work a room, trying to be like Walter Cronkite, trying to get information, and it was so hysterical. I'm like, guys, why is anybody giving them information? They're just gonna put it out on their show, which is highly successful, obviously. But I mean, it's. I mean, listen, we all have reasons to be worried. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and last year, too, when we were at some of the parties, like the rooftop party at the Gansavart, yeah. it's like you did see they definitely do make their rounds. And they have a way of like they sit down with you, and it's like, hey, come in.' Yeah, Come it's very Tamra. It is.
1: It is so Tamra like Tamra, even on the season. OOC, she has this magic about her where she lets she makes everybody forget like a Jedi, all of the sh- all of the shit she stirs. And I just find that hysterical that nobody ever goes. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't say this really personal thing to Tamra, but she I mean, remember Tamra hanging out with Jen Shaw last uh, year at Bravo Con? And then Jen Shaw came up to the party and was doing like splits dancing. It was
0: insane. I remember when Jen Shaw wanted to, the next day, she was like, hey, I'm going to go with you to um, BravoCon. I'm just going to walk in. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? And then, like, I, uh,
1: I'm going to need your social security number. And then
0: I'm just going to walk in with you if if possible. I mean, and then later, well, that next morning, she messaged me and she's like, I'm over this. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. And she booked a flight out. So it was like this year, you know that there's going to be drama, especially Teresa Judice, Tamara Judge. I had Teresa Judice on my channel for an interview with her co-host, Melissa Feaster. And I asked her, what are your thoughts when people compare you to other podcasts, like maybe even two teas in a pod? And she's like, oh, they're shitsters. So no, <laughs> like I won't be compared. They're shitsters. And that's the kind of people that they are. And I'm like, oh. Man, that and the Jersey—that's going to be fascinating to watch
1: the Jersey folks because the Jersey folks always are in some sort of deep, deep emotional trauma, and we saw that at last BravoCon, and we're going to probably see that again. This—they're all keeping them away from each other, and I think that's just so insane that Jersey—it's very real. Like they're always bubbling over at the surface, ready to get into some sort of
0: disagreement. Well, and you know it's. As far as from like what we've heard so far for this season, they were supposed to go on a cast trip to the Berkshires, which always the Berkshires, that's when you know things are going to go down. And they (laughs) ended up not going on this cast trip, but production really wants Teresa to film with Melissa and have some sort of conversation. And Teresa has held on the entire season saying, absolutely not. I am not filming with them. And the thing that, and I just want to pick your brain on this for a second. It was like when Ramona got let go from Roni. So when everything happened with the investigation with Ebony K. Williams, people were like, fire Ramona. And Andy Cohn even went on his radio show, Radio Andy, and he was like, now that Ramona's not here, I'm receiving a ton of comments saying, Roni's going to suck without Ramona. So like, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. And for Teresa and Melissa, I think it's the same thing. It's like, people are kind of saying, we're done with the drama. We don't want the drama. And now they're like, okay, are we going to have a boring season if we don't have the family drama? You have to like, it's like a really delicate
1: balance. And that's why the the more I get into this, the more I get fascinated with the job these producers have to do, you know, of trying to convince people to film with each other. Like you said, Teresa's not gonna film with Melissa, just like Ariana didn't refuse to film with Tom this season. And like, you have to stand up for what you personally believe, but then, you know, you're trying to make this show and see what the audience wants to see. So it's like this really delicate balance that, uh, you know, at any time it seems like it could come crashing down. And I just imagine these producers having the worst stomach aches season after season. But also, Jersey, it's just been going on so long. It's like the Godfather trilogy of family trauma, and it never is going to be solved. Like, we are never going to have peace between Melissa and Teresa, and Melissa and Joey and Teresa. It's never going to happen. So, the more we can move away from that and find out new stories, new drama, new fights, I think the better off it'll be. But last season of Jersey got so good, it got great ratings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of actually getting great ratings, I wanted to bring up another situation with you because we're getting great ratings on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City right now. And I have to say that I feel like this is largely part or thanks to Monica Garcia and maybe even Mary Cosby's quirkiness.
1: I couldn't agree more. I think Salt Lake is really firing on all cylinders, but in a different way than other Housewives iterations because it makes you feel like you're insane. Like, I always feel like I'm drunk watching Salt Lake because the the through lines don't really add up. Mary's completely bizarre. Monica has the relationship with her mom. Angie Kay is fighting for her spot. She's like, she's excited to get a storyline, even though it involves her husband, Sean. Meredith is on a different planet. I love each and every one of these ladies. And it's so entertaining to watch, even though it doesn't completely add up in terms of storytelling. But I love it. I look forward to it every week. I'm so bummed it's not on this week. Wasn't Meredith at our table last year too? She was. Like, listen, you guys, you guys. All Adam's like, Adam is uh, smooth as silk. He's at these parties. He's in the middle of all these housewives. I'm sitting over, like, sweating in a corner. But it was Meredith. It was Meredith. Um. Uh. What's her name's husband? Uh. From Dubai. Uh. She, Caroline Sandberg. Caroline oh, Georgia. Stan's very husband. Uh, Giorgio was in the middle. It was Meredith Marks and Vicky Gunvalson, and, and sure, they were, were right. both. And they were both flirting with, it was so hysterical. I was like, this is insane. Like, that's the kind of bizarre stuff you see where I was like, and the, everybody was splitting a pizza at the top, the rooftop of the Ganswort. It was Sunday night, and we had just been through a whole three days of this mess. And it was, I felt like I was watching a TV show. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, I, I felt like it was just, I'm like, this, last year is going to be so hard to top, Ryan, with everything yeah. that we did. It's so spread. I mean, Vegas
1: is such a wild animal when you inject Vegas into it, because I want to know if these Bravo celebrities are they going to gamble? Are they going to get as hammered as they did last year or even more hammered? Vegas doesn't stop. So right. you could be roaming down a casino at five in the morning and bump into like the Casa Southern charm at a crap stable. I mean, I I'm just, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for myself. I've got to
0: tell Wells Fargo to not loan me any money uh, <laughs> next weekend. <laughs> and you know i also saw where that gary king guy from below deck he like went on a tangent because he's like what well, i i think it's ridiculous that i'm not invited to bravo i was like you did he think that's ridiculous that you're not invited to Bra- are you joking
1: well i gotta tell you last uh last bravo it was sunday afternoon in between like things and I was at the bar next to the Gansport recording a Patreon episode, and I had a first front row seat to watching Gary hit on a bar full of women. And to watch that guy in action, he is re- truly the biggest flirt I've ever seen. I was just like, this is insane. This is I'm watching this guy flirt on 10
0: different girls at a bar. You know, I, I, when I saw Gary last year, I felt like Gary was probably the most drunk Bravo leb that I saw the whole time. But the Below Deck cast, like they really get down. And one of the things that I found really interesting last year is like when I was going in and out of like the green rooms and talking with different talent, everybody's for the most part so humble and sweet. And easygoing. And it was like the Below Deck cast members, which Jason and Josh are like one of the few to do these Below Deck recaps on YouTube. And they love it. And they love talking about these cast members. But I've never seen a group of people who are just the biggest stars in their own story when you meet them in person. They are the celebrities. This is their BravoCon. And yeah, I a lot that. <laughs> It lost the sphere has nothing on these people's egos. It is
1: going to Vegas cannot hold this many egos in one uh square mile. So it's, I mean, there's going to be so many stories, but that's why it's so exciting just to like, just to like, I'm a fan. Like somebody called me a fan girl a couple weeks ago and I'm like, hell yeah, they, they meant it as a, a slam. And I was like, no, that's right. I'm a fan girl. Like that's- I love, but I love the shows. Like the individuals, like I love everything that this represents like i mean you look at you got all these people in your chat right now talking about this you which by the way smash that like button like how amazing it's all about that community you create it's all about like meeting new people you might not know they're all going to be strangers to you but you can walk up to somebody and go hey what do you uh what do you think of tom sandoval last season and you immediately have a friend you can immediately exchange
0: ideas and make each other laugh that's amazing Oh, it's gonna be from the moment that you get off at the airport in Las Vegas. You're going to see. I I think that like New York, I think we're a little bit more spread out. But I feel like in I mean, I just feel like Vegas for some reason is just gonna come off a little bit more condensed. But we'll see.
1: People keep saying that, but at this, I don't know. I guess it was just like taking an Uber to the next Bravo thing. Like I mean, the the Javits Center was one thing, but then all those other parties were like spread out. So I have a I have high hopes that it might not be as condensed as we. Might, it might be more, I don't know.
0: I have high hopes. <laughs> that's yeah, it. yeah, we have high hopes. All right. Now, something else that I think that's really exciting, and I know that you talked about this a little bit. I love the fact that Vanderpump Rules producers gave Ariana and Katie the opportunity to film something about her for their yeah. opening credits. I thought that that was so cool. And everyone was wondering, well, they're not even open yet. So why are they doing that? And I I was thinking in my head, I'm like, Shorts and Sandys wasn't open when they did it. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I, I
1: don't have, I I think it's great that they did this. I'm so tired of the conspiracy theories about something about her. It's like, guys, they couldn't do the patio. They had to get permits in West Hollywood. Like these things do actually take time. It was not something they had planned on. So it's going to take a little bit more time to open this, but yeah, it was like all systems go to open this for like the season finale of season 11. It just didn't happen, but hell yeah. I'm like there for the opening shot at uh, something about her. I think that's great.
0: Yeah, I think it's great. And I also think that there's a lot to look forward to this season. And I think by the time the show comes on, and I'm guessing it's probably going to be like last year at the beginning of, you know, this year, the 2024, the the shop will be open. I even saw, and it's somebody who I really hate hearing from, and I usually don't say this about people, but when Spencer Pratt goes on his tangents, I'm like, shut up. And (laughs) he went on this tangent and he's like, Ariana and Katie, the only reason that they, you know, they're never opening the sandwich shop. They just wanted to collect money on the merch.
1: You're like, yeah, he, shut up. he posted that. And I disagree. Like I like Spencer a lot and I love what he represents to reality TV, but I hated that. Cause that got passed around so much. And it just goes, I mean, the only thing that cracks me up in all of this is Jax Taylor opened his saloon faster than Schwartz and Sandy's faster than something about her. And I was like, in what world is Jax moving quicker than any of these other people that cracked me up?
0: Did you see, have you been to Jax's yet? No, no, I've been running around, but uh, yeah, you've uh, I'll, been everywhere. I'll probably go at some point. Did you? Did you go? Did you like it? No, I, I, I haven't been. I mean, I saw Jax at the House of Villains premiere, but I haven't seen, you know. And it was funny because he really is just like he's a character. Like he's the same Jax I, I met when I was twenty years old, starting at Sir, and they were trying to push him to do the, the carpet and have them do like one big cast photo together, and he's like, oh. Like throwing a fit and then he stands there and he does like the photos and he's like, you know, and And then he storms off and he's like pissed. And then he goes over and he sits it like stands in a corner and he's having a drink and he just wants to be left alone. And it's just the funniest thing. It's like, what a he really is by the way Jax you need better help I think that's the way to go Jax
1: it would be just talk this out I I love him I love watching him on House of Villains though it is funny to watch like how quickly Jax goes back into the Jax persona so it is like he is one of the he really is just such a great villain in terms of Vanderpump rules but it it makes you kind of miss his antics and I I say that very like with a grain you know very lightly I don't I don't I don't want to release the Kraken or anything but it'll be interesting to see how they use him in season 11 and then of course in Vanderpump Valley
0: yes I mean and I feel like everything's usually pretty unpredictable which by the way I wanted to get back to this for a second Monica (laughs) Garcia's mom coming out on Twitter saying that she used her and she's like really she used me she you know like she wanted me to come on and cook for her and be a good vovo and speak Portuguese and this is how she treats me
1: Yeah, it's truly amazing. I mean, she is... A classic mom for housewives. She wants the camera. She enjoys it. You can tell Monica's mom was getting off on being complimented by Angie K and Lisa Barlow. And I will say it's an interesting dynamic for any reality show when a mom wants the spotlight. But you did feel bad for Monica. But I think in a sense it made us empathize with Monica a little bit more at the very end when she said, "I hate to say this, but sometimes I just wish I had another mom." And I think that was like a really. Uh, I think that's. I think that's why these shows work is. Because because you can kind of like feel how real that comment is. And you're like, man, this is going to be a mess, because this will be a relationship now that we see playing off. Uh, uh, you know, she'll be on multi seasons now. And this relationship isn't going to get any better. I mean, Monica was going off on Twitter uh, after the episode. And then Monica's mom got on Twitter
0: and started commenting. I love that we still call it Twitter and we're not conforming to Elon Musk's X. No, I'm not. It's Twitter. Hey, listen, or just let's call it like the uh, cesspool. Uh, yeah. Cesspool. Yeah. Yeah. We call it the cesspool. Yeah. And when she came out with the leg injuries and, you know, and Angie Katzenavis was like, let's talk about the fact that production protected you when you threw a shoe over <laughs> in the direction of my two-year-old niece and almost hit her in the head. And she's like, girl, get your house up to code. I fell down and I had to get a CAT scan on my head. And it was like, what? Why did we not show any of this? But uh, yeah, Adam,
1: how do they, how, that, that boggles me, how we did not see a fall on camera. She had to go to the hospital and then come back. How did we not send a camera crew with Monica? And then like, I just, I mean, like that is classic housewives. And if Monica truly did throw a shoe, like, I don't understand why that would not make this
0: cut at all. You know, I have reason to believe after talking with some of the people who are heavily affiliated in the Salt Lake City realm that they are fully investing into Monica right now, and I think that they want to keep a certain image about her. And I think that they like the mess that she brings, but she can't come on and just be like this total like villain because right now they're already doing interviews, talking to people, having the women submit potential friends for next season, and from what I'm hearing they're trying to bring in a couple of Monica's friends to just kind of promote her a little bit more. That's what I'm telling you. It's a delicate balance with production.
1: I mean, they have to weigh what's going on in the future. I mean, there was a similarity, I think, a little bit with Danielle Cabral and Rachel Fuda and Jersey, like trying to invest in new characters that we will
0: grab hold of. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that, speaking of which, that's going to be an absolute shit show too. Like Danielle Cabral and Jennifer Aiden, which... By the way, I love a good, you know, I love hypocrisy when it comes to the housewives. And you have Jen Aiden in one of her iconic moments where she busts the glass down and she's like screaming at Melissa Gorga. And then you have Danielle Cabral crumple up a plastic cup and throw it past her ear. And it happens to put a little cut on the ear and it's like, assaulted. I was assaulted.
1: (laughs) And like, well, what? I mean, Jersey, I mean, they couldn't even film, like, I mean, supposedly they couldn't film in the Berkshires this weekend. Like I was supposed to have Joey Gorga on my show tomorrow night and that got canceled over the weekend. Like, so I think there's like, I think something's going down in Jersey and they're probably just trying to get this cast to BravoCon before world war two happens. Yeah. World I, war three. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Because they're, they, this was supposed to be the final trip. I think that they were intending on making the finale in the Berkshires <laughs> And now that they can't get all of the women together and the husbands for three days, I'm wondering. So then, what's our well, finale, Adam? If they if they were smart, they would just go full meta and have the finale be at BravoCon.
1: Like, wouldn't that be? It's like your favorite. Remember in like your old sitcoms, they would do like a family trip somewhere, and like they do episodes in Paris, and like they should do that with the Jersey cast. Like the finale be at BravoCon.
0: Oh my God, that's genius! That yeah. would be amazing. Wouldn't that be crazy? Because, like, be- it always stuff happens.
1: I mean, last year, remember, Joey and Jen got into it at the Gansvort, and, like, I think drinks were thrown. There's always something happening.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you're... Hey, Renee. You're, hi, Renee. Just wanted to say happy Monday to my two favorite guys. Renee, we appreciate you. Um, I... Yeah, you're taking it's like what Andy Cohen said about the reality TV talent and everybody having a little bit like of a element of narcissism in order to be on these shows. And then you're taking 150 of them and sticking them in the same place and thinking that we're not going to have drama. Oh, we're gonna have drama
1: yeah, I mean, it really it, I, that's the thing is that how much is going to come out of there each day. And what are going to be the news stories that's pushed out to the world? Like last year, you had the Beverly Hills panel where people were like saying there was a stampede, remember, and yeah. then they couldn't get in. Like that was the first story that came out to national press on Friday of last year. So it'll be
0: interesting to see what the big news stories will be that weekend. Emily and I were walking into that panel, and they were trying to security security was so bad last year. Like, it just was not... uh, there With the amount of tickets that they sold and the amount of security that they had, it just, they were way outnumbered. (laughs) And the guy was trying to, he's like, okay, GA in this line, VIP in this line, SVIP in this line, this is how we're going to do it. And he had them all lined up. And then finally, some woman just screamed like, I'm going in. And they she ripped the (laughs) curtains. And you see like just, it was like a, a pack of like gazelles like wildebeest just like charging it reminded me of the scene from the lion king where they're all just like rushing in and you're waiting for mufasa to fall off the ledge like it was listen bravo bravo
1: con is like a travis scott concert i mean it is too into like these bravo fans we are we are amped up and ready so you can't tell us now that we can't sit
0: down come on oh and someone just asked, um, Toaster JB, is BravoCon on TV? There's going to be a lot of moments that they do film, like the big watch, what happens live and stuff. And some of the panels, I believe they do share too. Um, but you'll see it. Yeah, you'll see. I mean, you're not going to... It's not going to be the full experience, of course, because there's a lot of like little pop-up things and things that you... Interactive booths where you get to go in and you get to be Pump Rules opening credits. And there are these little like... Gimmicky things and then the Housewives Museum. And I didn't even make it to the Housewives Museum last year, but there's a lot of things that you will get to see. Yes.
1: Yeah. I uh, rolled through the Housewives Museum on Sunday, really hungover. And that's a real trip. If you're hungover and you're like seeing Tamara's implant, you're like, this is crazy. Well, now Tamra's implant has
0: popped. Yeah. <laughs> there's two of them. So, well, <laughs> so then there's one left. Okay. Yeah. All right. So as we move on, I wanted to ask you what you thought about this article that's coming out. That's going to be a big Uh. behind the scenes into the Real Housewives. Vanity Fair is doing their expose that they've been working on for months. And they want to highlight alcoholism. They want to highlight revenge X-rated material that I can't use the P word on here because of the algorithm. They want to highlight all of these things. And it really seems like those things coincide with everything that bethany frankel has been talking about and i'm wondering does bethany frankel have anything to do with this oh yeah i mean definitely this is the thing she's been hinting
1: at this article for a long time and and rachel levis she's a part of this uh, article as well so if you'll remember around that time the rachel levis Bethany Frankel interview happened. It was also teased that there was a big article from a major publication coming out. Yeah. So this is that publication. My prediction is it's gonna be uh next week during BravoCon. I think they will release it in conjunction with BravoCon to kind of take the wind out of Bravo's sails a little bit. Oh but yeah, God. this is definitely this is the reality reckoning finally coming to fruition. But the alcoholism and all of that stuff. I mean, there are valid concerns, of course, but, you know, I was reading that Not All Diamonds and Rosé book, again, The Oral History of uh, Housewives by Dave Quinn, and they even talk about how they actually do try to take care of these women as much as possible, but a lot of these alcohol, alcoholic antics and things like that, they also take place when filming's not happening. I mean, Shannon Bedore ran into a house a couple of weeks ago that had nothing to do with filming. That was all on Shannon's accord, so a lot of personal responsibility has to come into play when you're anybody, when you're a citizen on this earth. But I think this is just part of Bethany's reality reckoning. I, I'm, I would much rather read Jada Pinkett Smith's book at this point than read this article because it just feels like it's very, it just feels very personal from Bethany. And I, I truly, if good can come out of it, that's great. Um, But it feels like it's like a burn it all down with Bethany more than a helping
0: thing. No, I could see that. And I mean, speaking of, since you brought up Shannon Bador, we know that her DUI arraignment is going to be on October 30th. And a lot of people in the very beginning were thinking that she would get some sort of jail time or something like that. And the first person that I called was Emily because anything legal, oh, yeah. I I like to ask Emily. And Emily's like, I'm telling you, that's probably not going to happen. Most likely she is going to lose her license for a year. She's going to have to do community service, pay fines, pay to fix the part of the house that she hit. And she's also going to have to put herself in some sort of rehabilitation program that has an alcohol component, which she already has.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, yeah, I'm sure all of that will be completely true. I mean, I just hope Shannon's going to be okay. Uh, I mean, that's a really, really big thing to happen. And I'm curious how it will affect next season of filming. I'm curious how it will even be a Bravo con. I mean she's going on the Trace Amigas tour still. That's not going to be affected, but I know that tour revolves around drinking a lot, so I'm just really curious how that's all going to uh, how that's all going to be, you know?
0: Yeah, and I'm her going on the tour, I'm thinking in my head I'm like what are we doing? Yeah. Why Makes are we going sense. on this tour? This is not a good idea. But I'm guessing yeah, tickets I guess- were already sold and we have to.
1: Yeah, I just hope that it's like the right thing for her. And uh, I hope those other ladies truly support her in a way that's healthy. And um, I'm just truly, I I, th- I hope Shannon uses this as an opportunity to be the best that she can be. I mean, I, I think we all root for her deep down, even though it was kind of a poor showing at the reunion this season. But I think uh, I just, I truly worry about Shannon and I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm interested to see how she acts at BravoCon.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like she's going to be, I mean, it was kind of like last year when I was um, walking up to her just like an idiot and I was like, hi. And she just looked at me like, what do you want? And I'm like, oh, God, no, I'm not. I'm not making that mistake this year. I'm not walking. I'm just like, I will leave you and your DUI alone. (laughs) jeez no i mean like
1: yeah it'll be that's i mean that's something i'm really curious about and i'm curious but even just in terms of filming like i'm worried if they're gonna like use this against her in some way you know she's always talking about fun shannon i'm fun shannon and i just hope that she realizes she can be fun shannon without any you know drinking with the other ladies
0: oh the women are especially gina k she's gonna have something to say about it when they start filming for sure that's not gonna go well It's not going to go well, but Shannon had no problem doing that to Gina. So we'll see. And by the Uh, way, what did you think about this photo that Bethany posted? uh, I was first off, it was like
1: a who's who it was. I, I called it on my show, the UN nations of bad vibes. I was like, because it, 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 you know, there's like all these, like you got Nene, of course, who's a legend, but, you know, obviously problems with Bravo. You got Rachel Levis. You got Amanza Smith from Selling uh, Sunset. And then out of nowhere, you get Jenny Garth and Tiffany Amber Thiessen from 90210. And then you have Melissa Rivers, Joan Rivers' daughter. You have the red haired actor from Clueless. You have Larza Pippen. Larza Pippen kind of shocked me and then i'm not sure uh, who these other two ladies are but it was just a, a who's who of what are you doing there and uh, i don't know it just it, it made me queasy a little bit i
0: i just don't trust anything that bethany has up her sleeve i was thinking in my head i'm like larsa do you understand that bravo like hates her right now what are we doing well
1: i you know what it's weird like i don't know like i mean i think they hate what she represents but i think they never truly hated bethany until bethany tried to make it her mission to take them down and i thought she played both sides of the fence and i feel like bethany got really uh personally offended at something andy did it feels so personal it feels like a scorned lover in a sense and i'm just curious what you know what made you go this this like code red on Bravo and then try to pull other people into this? And also, just at the end of the day, the things that we're not privy to about actually making a show is really hard. I mean, the you have to make a show. and like you said, these are women and castmates with gigantic egos. Bravo didn't create that. They might have like fanned the flames, but they didn't create these ladies. These ladies already came in, fascinating personas. and i I, I just it's got to, it's it's just a weird give and take of like how do you go forward and what really is going to make Bethany happy? Is it a reality show union? I'm for better conditions and working wages for any employee of any company, but I think you know there's got to be that marriage of still being able to put the story they want to on screen. I mean, because then it's like, well, did Bravo uh, convince Tom to cheat with Raquel? Like, is Bravo to blame for that as well?
0: Like, where does it end in Bravo's you know blame? Right, right. No, I agree with that. Speaking of which, since we're talking about Bethany right now, um, is this something that you're going to be interested in?
1: Oh, Bethanini?
0: (laughs) Bethanini. Uh,
1: No, no. I, uh, I love Nini. I would actually be more interested in a Nini solo podcast. I listened to Bethany's podcast when she did the Rachel Levis interview, and I just thought, what a missed opportunity because she was trying to jam her her thoughts and what she thought, instead of actually, like, I had real questions for Rachel of like, I wanted to know more about the Tom affair. I wanted to know more about what she was actually going through. And I felt that was like, just danced upon and not really dug into because Bethany had an agenda. So this, I mean, listen, I'm sure the fans will tell us, or, you know, if it's amazing to listen to, and I'm sure I'll see clips online, but I'm not running to listen to this at all.
0: Are you? No, I, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see the clips. It's what it is. I the only time I've ever listened to Bethany's podcast was for the Rachel Levis interview, and then I listened to a few moments when she was fighting back, like everybody, when they were questioning why she's the one who should be leading this reality reckoning movement, and then she was just, it was like I felt like we were watching someone spiral, and yeah, that like after that I was just like, and then oh. Lord, like the conversation between her and Jill's Aaron gave me a headache. (laughs) it was like it's so jill i mean it's just i mean it's so funny the history that we've created
1: with housewives it is so funny how much these ladies mean to us but then we have decades now of watching their personas change and watching bethany kind of change and i you know i was talking about this on my show today about uh teddy mellencamp in a sense it's like these housewives that have so much going on and they always say when i'm off when i'm off housewives it's not like i'm going to make housewives my whole persona and then they end up making housewives their your whole persona. Like Bethany, to me, I'm like, God, you have your hands in like skinny girl, alcohol, food, makeup, all this stuff. And you're now nonstop talking about Bravo. And you're not even now affiliated with Bravo, except to be, you know, somebody that helped put it on the map. So now it's like your whole persona again. And that part confuses me because I'm like, don't you have insanely better things to do like yeah. why do you want to live here so much if you dislike it so much and i think that's where it gets disrespectful almost to the fans because i don't even think bethany likes us the fandom like i truly don't believe i think she likes the numbers i think she likes where it can get her financially but i don't think she likes us i don't think she i don't think she would have a good time at
0: BravoCon. no i think that bethany is kind of one of those people where when it comes to finances enough will never be enough because her empire is well over a hundred million dollars at this point you have enough money you have this life you have all of these homes you have all of these businesses she's a business machine that's like where she thrives so i'm starting to work i'm starting to wonder
1: if that fortune really is true i'm starting to wonder if it was as successful as she said it was because i'm like wow if it was that successful why this because I truly don't believe she truly cares about the cast members of Bravo. Like, I don't believe it for a second. And that's where I get curious of like, how, what is Bethany's actual empire? What is the financial situation? Like, what is driving her for this? Because I just always talk about the concept of a reliable narrator on my show. And I don't think Bethany is a reliable narrator because there's, it's like, she always wants something out of it. There's always a different hidden agenda
0: instead of just actually being like the mother Teresa of Bravo. Which by the way, I want to back it up really quick back to Shannon Bedore, because when we were talking about her, And we know that she's going to hold on to her spot on the show. And producers are probably so excited now that she has this storyline that's just built in, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. And that's what we're going to be talking about next season. Emily said that she wouldn't do jail time because nobody was actually injured in this. But then we have Catherine Dennis' hit and run. Yeah. Where if you. Not a lot of people know about this yet. Well. Okay. So just to give you guys a heads up, this just happened recently over the, it happened on Friday, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think in the last three or four days. Yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. So she was driving at around seven o'clock in the morning, or at least it was her car. They're still talking about it, but her car was going at around seven o'clock in the morning and she was going past a school or somebody in her car was going past a school. And there was a deputy out who was trying to signal traffic and help kids cross, whatever the case was in this instance. And her car clipped the deputy and the deputy had to be brought to the hospital. And then the car sped off and left the scene. So now they're saying that it was Catherine Dennis, since it was her car, registered in her name. And they're saying she was the one who hit the deputy a deputy in this hit and run who was injured, but she's they weren't life-threatening injuries. But I'm like, if you hit somebody, it makes me now want to call Emily again and be like, does that mean that she could potentially do jail time? I'm just curious. How does that work? I mean, Catherine Dennis, I, I just, To me, like, you know, there's like a little bit of a tragic
1: figure there and she's not even on Southern Charm this season. And we've just seen, I mean, that's somebody that you can even take back from the beginning of Southern Charm, watching Thomas Ravenel and that relationship and how really destructive that was. And she was so young and I truly worry about Catherine Dennis, but it does seem like she has a lot of legal issues and especially a hit and run near a school area it's just bad news all the way around.
0: And I, I I don't even know what to say about this. I don't know what to say about it either. And you know, I've only spoken to Catherine one time and she reached out to me after I did my Heather McDonald interview when I went and did Juicy Scoop. And I had like this really just awful moment where I, I talked about things that happened, childhood stuff, and I don't even know how we got to that point. And she heard it and she wanted to reach out and say like, you know, and somebody like you gives me hope that I haven't been able to be around my kids. And I hope that they understand as they get older, that there was, there were more components to this situation. And I I felt like it was really sad when she did reach out and she sent me this big, long message and she was really sweet about it. But then once I saw this, I was like, oh, Well, that's, I mean, listen, we are all fallible
1: as humans. We all make horrendous decisions, horrible mistakes. It's like how you choose to then react based on that mistake. If you take responsibility, all of this stuff. And like, listen, I'm like, I love to hear that she did reach out. I love to hear that she is human, that she does empathize with other people. But it's one of those things. It's just you just hope that these people are okay. Like, like I said, these are extreme personalities and Bravo is showcasing them and highlighting them, but they were extreme personalities before Bravo came along. Unfortunately, the show sometimes shapes and skews your point of view in this world. And I can't imagine having to hang out with those goofy guys on Southern charm and how that can actually, you know, affect your psyche. But I don't know. I just, I I mean, she has so many issues with the custody with her kids and, and I, uh, She's one of those people that you truly worry about. And I I get bummed out when she's not on the show because it's almost like we want to have our eyes on her just to make sure she's okay, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, it, it makes complete sense. And Ryan, everybody keeps asking no, in the live chat. I'm,
1: I'm not single.
0: Hey, <laughs> look at you go. No, he's not single. So there you go, live chat. Okay, so another kind of shit show that I want to get into, and I'm so sorry to even call it that, but that's exactly what it is, is... This. Ooh. So we're divorcing each other. We're not divorcing each other. We're selling the house for three million, but then we take it off the market and we put it up for six million. We call the cops multiple times in a day. And then all of a sudden we're seen at the airport together. Which I'm hoping this has to be some sort of like celebrity marriage boot camp or something. Otherwise, I don't know why you guys are even traveling together at this point because you guys do not want to get into a fight on an airplane. No, no. You'll be off the no-fly list or on uh, the no-fly list. It's just like, at first I thought that this was a whole PR thing to get her back on the show. And now I'm just like, no, this is complete dysfunction.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is another really sad thing because it's, it's, you know, I always actually thought they would stay together. They were just weird enough to stay together. And then you see all of this happening. You see the sale of their home. You see all of this stuff. And it's just tragic. Of course, we just heard that Kim Zolziak is... Was he, she's on like the new season of the surreal life. And there was that, that page six article that she was like flirting with Chet Hanks, Tom Hanks' son. Like the but, worst person ever to flirt with. Did you see this <laughs> interview with Z-Way? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my but God. Could you imagine if, I, I don't know. It's like, and then in court papers, Croy says that they are still having sexual relations, but that doesn't change their divorce. And I'm like, that's wild. Like, they're still knocking boots. But that's another thing. Like, they have so many kids. They have young kids still. Not just, you know, the older ones, but the young ones. And I just get worried because once you get into that housewives ecosystem, you're so dependent on the financial windfall from this kind of stuff that it just seems like they are really... You know, you just get work. Like, that's what I'm saying. We have to take care of these people now for the rest of our lives. They're going to sell us tummy tea for the rest of our lives. And that worries me. Like, we, they, you know, it's like not Kim Zolziak's not going to go out there and get like a good, like, nine to five job. She's yeah. like dependent on us now to make a living.
0: Yeah. I don't know how this is going to play out, but I'm guessing it will eventually result in divorce, which I never want to see anybody get a divorce. I think divorce is just like it's it's so sad. And especially when you have so many kids involved, I think that the kids are the ones that get the most hurt in it. But this clearly is a dysfunctional relationship. And I think that that can be even worse for kids to sit there and be around as opposed to just seeing like, Mommy moved on with Chet Hanks and Daddy's doing his thing. You know? <laughs> this is this is your new dad, Chet Hanks. This is your this is your grandpa Tom
1: Hanks. Like that is to to even think that Kim Zolziak would get close to Tom Hanks scares the heck out of me.
0: I mean, she's good friends with Chloe Kardashian, so you never know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> don't know what could happen here. All right. Speaking of all of um, the rumors and everything going on, I I just wanted to ask you what your thoughts were about this. One last thing before we move on to the Roni reunion, I want to pick your brain on that. And then I'm going to let you go, Ryan. I'm going to let you go, but- No,
1: this is a great way to start the day.
0: Ah! (laughs) I didn't show you this. I showed you
1: this. (laughs) Well, hey, Adam, do you think we're going to see, do you think we're going to see her at BravoCon? Morgan Wade? Hey, I'm Morgan Wade. I've got a, I got a voice in my glass.
0: Like the way she speaks, I love it. She's ballsy enough to bring Morgan to BravoCon, which I think she is. She's totally going to be there. I, I, I a hundred percent think Morgan Wade's going to be there. Are you kidding me? I didn't even think about that, but you know what? Here's the thing is like, you never want to speculate on someone like how they are navigating you know, like their sexual orientation or anything like that. But in this moment, I think that Kyle Richards and Mauricio are very smart when it comes to navigating the press. I think that they know exactly what they're doing. And I I find it so hard for someone who is such a public figure to be like, respect my privacy and no, nothing's going on. Why do you guys keep making it a thing? And then it's like, Every three days, we see you on trips together. We see you doing charity 10Ks together. We see you at the concerts. We see you in Paris. We see you going down the Pacific Coast Highway for a road trip. We see you at the airport. We see you, like... What are we doing?
1: I mean, I want to know how all everybody else is reacting to I, that's what I can't wait for the new season of Beverly Hills because we'll be able to like Erica Jane meeting more, like, I'm Erica Jane. Oh, this young girl, Morgan. Yeah, you want to come to Vegas? Like, I can't wait to see Dorit meet Morgan Wade. Like, wouldn't that be I'm just excited for those moments because they're all all probably like, what the hell is going on? You're hanging out with this like young country star. She's getting your initials tattooed on her body. I think it's going to be hysterical. I mean, hysterical and potentially troubling to watch. But we've not really had a storyline like this for
0: Kyle ever in the history of the show. No, exactly. And I also think that too, you know what? I just thought about this. Like if you ever wanted to be, feel like you're like a baller or like one of those NFL players who like goes and takes, you know, your new person on a date and you rent out the whole venue for like a special concert, like some bachelor style shit. The cheapest way to do that would probably to just pay a dollar for every seat at Erica Jane's concert and just know that you have the whole (laughs) venue to yourself. (laughs) I mean, it's so fun. Like this Erica Jane thing, like you couldn't, that couldn't
1: be more. And that's my thing about Erica Jane was always from the beginning is like she treats herself like Lady Gaga. And I like like a handful of Erica Jane songs. I just don't love Erica Jane. Like I don't have. Like some people, that's their favorite housewife. It's just not me. And I think how she reacted to the insane situation with her husband was so horrible in so many ways that I'm like, I don't even want to pay $7. If somebody gives me a free ticket at BravoCon, I would potentially go just for the story. Uh, I mean, listen, I went and saw Joey Gorga do a stand-up gig in Jersey last weekend. I'll do things for stories. But Erica Jane, just her like screw the victims i gotta get a pop song yeah the thing and she's always talking about having sex with men that we never even we never even see her with another dude like we don't even see a shadowy figure last season on beverly hills even she's like i'm getting so much dick like where's the dudes erica where are the dudes and i would let me could you imagine if erica starts hitting on morgan wade like Morgan, are you single? Are you with Kyle? I'd love to do something with you. Yeah.
0: Oh God. Oh my God. Can you please just walk up? Who was it that you were going to propose to last year? Was it Sutton? Sutton? I'll say I say I'm Sutton
1: Strack. I okay. own I own two minor league baseball teams and a ballet company. I say I say I, I I sweated all over her. I was so nervous. There's a picture of me where I'm just soaked. Where I'm just like lit, like I just came out of the rain or something, but it's all it's my own personal sweat. And Sutton looked so scared of me. It was, it was truly like I got too close to the sun. And it just, it just goes to show you I I'll never have a cool moment. I'm just not that cool guy. I
0: will always screw up any great moment. Well, the good thing is is now you are in a relationship. So you don't have the opportunity to go up and fake propose to anybody you <laughs> wait, are wait. safe. Somebody says as Ryan, did Ronnie from Crappens forgive you for being loved? By... So Ronnie told a story
1: about his Botox lady liking my show, Ronnie from Crappens. But I will tell you this, if you guys like Watch About Crappens, Ronnie texted me this morning and said uh, that I made BravoCon sound so fun that he bought a ticket and is now going to BravoCon next week. So wow. Ronnie from Crappens he, is going to go. He told me that he wasn't going to go. He's going now. Like, he, he texted me this morning and said
0: he's there. So we get to see Ronnie next week. So that'll be great. Okay, Ronnie. I really enjoy them. I like the watch what happens, guys. Okay. Yeah, they're No, they're truly amazing. Actually, Erica teasing us about the men that she sleeps with is almost like Jessel telling us that she had sex with her husband. <laughs> Speaking of which, what were your thoughts on the reboot? Now that we have hit the reunion so far, and I know that it just started, we're not over. But where are you at? Do you think that Bravo landed the plane on this one? Or would you like to see some of our OGs integrated into the cast?
1: I uh, I don't, listen, I think it's the first season. I think you got to give two seasons to any new show. You yeah. got to give it time to flourish. You got to set that foundation. So in that sense, I thought they set a foundation. Unfortunately, we're always going to compare it to old Roni and it's always going to have that against it. In terms of integration, it'll be fun to see these ladies at some point interact on film. But I don't, I'm still at the point where I want to, See how this all plays out. I want to see, I, I'm always of the mind of let's see new women's stories. There's new women that we can fall in love with that are bonkers, that are like fun, that are like, I truly believe there's so many women out there that we don't even know their stories yet. And that's what's going to create a future for Bravo and a future for us. Like, you know, the Rony, the old Roni, it's like, I want to remind everybody that last season, you know, on top of just being bad, the way we hated that last season, we were so vocal about it. Yeah, We were so vocal about hating it. And it's like one of those things where such a, a fickle audience that it's like, we got to pick our lane. Like, do we stand by these ladies even when it's a bad season? But we kind of dumped them and we, dem- we kind of demanded them all to go away. And now we miss them. But I think there's room, truly room for both. I mean, we're going to see them on Ultimate Girls Trip. And if that goes well, I think you are going to see another season with those OGs. But at the same time, I want to see more about Jessel's story. I mean, are you kidding me? I want to see where these ladies uh, wind up. I see, and
0: I feel like for these, especially like I know that it's like it's one of the things, too. It's like, did you just use the word fickle? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like people are fickle in the sense it's like you want the crazy drama. But then we saw it with Lisa Rinna and Kathy Hilton. It looked like we were breaking up a family and then we got very upset about it. But then we don't want the stupid drama like now we have Cheese Gate, which if I hear about the freaking cheese one more time, I'm going to I'm just going to go to every grocery store in New York City and I'm going to buy the cheese. That way we never have to argue about the cheese again. That's where I'm at with this. But they need a band talking about food entirely on that show. It's, you know, but it is cotton candy drama. It is. It's like something that's just, it's okay. And I, but, I don't know yeah. how the hell Jessel Tank became this like breakout towards the end of it where everybody is now like Team Jessel when everybody started off as Team Jenna Lions. By the way, do you think <laughs> Jenna Lions will come back or no? I, you know, I personally don't think she will, or I think
1: she'll come in a a friend of capacity just because she doesn't need it. She did that interview a couple of weeks ago where she says she doesn't want this to like define her life at all. And I think it really gets intense when you're in this. And if you have the reputation that Jenna already does, you know, you're really well respected within that industry. Do you really want us commenting on your life week in, week out, or commenting that you're not sharing enough? Like we will like tell you how we feel. And I just don't know if she needs, I mean, listen, she's in Paris partying with Usher, Are you kidding me? Like, does she really need this show? And is she capable of putting on film her life enough where we celebrate that and not just who she means in terms of like the fashion world, who she is in the fashion world.
0: I also think watching her, watching the women and how they ganged up on Jessel I think that that is probably a red flag to her being like, you know, like I think that she understands that this is a game and at some point you do have to be on the receiving end of that and it will be your time. It's like what Erica said at the reunion, like one day one of you bitches are going to be sitting in this chair and it was like, oh, but it is true. It's like every season. Now we have Q Kyle Richards. We have, you know what I mean? Like, I think that that probably is concerning to her because then that will live with her for forever. Whatever you do on these shows, it lives with you for forever. And right now she's just respected. There's not like a, we don't have like a wavering line. We just, people. Well, I mean, listen,
1: Uba Uba, for some reason had a hard on coming for uh, um, Jenna last night. And I didn't see where that was coming from. Like Uba came in hot uh, against Jenna Lyons. And I was like, whoa, where is this coming from, Uba? Like, why is she going this hard this quickly on Jenna? And it it, it kind of showed. But I will say, in terms of launching, I thought this was a way more successful launch than the first season of Dubai. I yeah. like Dubai a lot, but in terms of like, us talking about it, we talk more about this Rony cast than we did Dubai. Like Dubai now like needs to remind us that they still exist in yeah. a lot of ways. I mean, I they are
0: Dubai is such a glamorous cast.
1: I hope so. I want. I want all of these shows to succeed. Like they need a big season to, like, you know, claim, like, stake their claim.
0: Yeah, just like I think Miami is going to be an incredible season.
1: this Oh, year. I can't wait for Miami. We got so much. Co- we got Potomac coming up. We got Married in
0: Medicine coming up. Beverly Hills this week. I mean, it is just. It's too much. It is too much. Hey, all at the time of BravoCon, which I don't know how the hell they pulled this off, but it's like. For the content creators, like for the people who are watching and they get to sit back and they have their glass of wine and they're like, oh, I'm good. This is just like my guilty pleasure. Awesome. But then for people like us who are like, recovering covering every little detail of everything. It's like, don't talk to me for three weeks. I mean, think about the recappers, man. Like we are screwed.
1: Like, I mean, like it really we are entering, this is like how Mariah Carey feels at Christmas. We are entering our busy season.
0: Yes, yes. Well, Ryan, if they don't know, well, one, I appreciate the hell out of you. But if they don't know, well, you let them know where...
1: Yeah, it's just called So Bad, It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Tons of uh, episodes every week. We have a YouTube channel where you can see me do the full recaps of like Salt Lake City, really long line-by-line recaps. So that's there for you guys. And uh, yeah, so go follow us over on the YouTube because that is still growing. And I had to take a little bit of break from YouTube when all the shit went down with my mom. But the podcast is doing great. Uh, We just moved over to Betches Media, and I'm loving that. That's why I'm in New York. And I just really appreciate the, you know, um anybody that chooses to to listen to it or give it a shot but i'm just really thankful to be part of this community and adam i love you so much adam's the best as you guys know and uh,
0: i can't wait to see you at BravoCon, man man before i'm gonna go ahead and drop you down i by the way i appreciate you so much um do you have two seconds where i can chat with you before you go yeah man yeah Uh okay i'm gonna drop you down and i just want to remind everybody really quick guys say Thank you to Ryan Bailey. He is absolutely amazing. His podcast kills it and you have to check him out. And I will have all of those links in the description. Like I said, at the very beginning of this, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp, where I gave you my discount code. You can go to betterhelp.com slash up and Adam for 10% off of your first month. If you're someone like me, who doesn't necessarily have the most time in the world with all of our crazy busy schedules, and I'm not even a parent or anything. I just have a busy schedule then you can go on, you can fill out a questionnaire and you can be matched with a great therapist who can speak to you over the phone or online. And it's, I just think such an easy way to do it. But I love you guys so much. Thank you to everyone in the live chat. Thank you to all of our mods and thank you to everyone who is a member. For all of our members only, we're gonna have a lot of BravoCon behind the scenes content coming your way and we will see you so very soon. Love you guys. Bye.